0: Thank you. I'm literally like after this getting into dress and doing another fucking video. I have amazing. Three. I already did one yesterday.
1: So. <sighs> and hey, recording. Recording. Hey, record. Hey, record. We're recording.
2: <laughs> We've been recording. Good. Hi, this is uh, nobody saying hello. The show where we call up our friends and we say, hi, how you doing? Where are you at? What's going on? Uh, my name is Lady Baraka Andrews. And this show is supported by uh, people like you what did they used to say on npr and like pbs this show is uh brought to you in part like by people like you on patreon.com backslash the nobodies um who do we have today accident report
1: i am so excited to talk to mother crimson kitty crimson kitty for the children who don't know is probably one of the most legendary performers in all of new york city who has been doing this longer than all the children and has mothered all of them, uh, pretty much all of them and, and taught them how to behave. Um, And some of them listen, some of them don't. (laughs) And now there is an entire generation of her children just kind of uh, rotting up the place. Uh, Did you, did you even say her name? Yes, I said Crimson Kitty. Yes. Oh, the first (laughs) thing I want to say is
2: what are our pronouns? What are the updates? Yes. Are we still using Thank she, you. her, and drag, or is it they, them, all the time? What are we doing?
0: This is they, them, all the time from now on. I changed all the it time. last year. Love Love it. It. Love I changed it. it last year. Yeah, okay. yeah it's, fine. it's fine. It's fine. It's all good. Don't worry about it,
2: girl. I know. Oh.
0: <laughs> 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 it's, that's fine because I'm used to saying that too. So it's all good.
2: Um who are your children do you have like children or is it just like you just like spreading your seed all over brooklyn and afar and it just like
0: i don't know that's the thing i've lost count like i know a couple of them that i still like and talk to (laughs) (laughs) um, no, honestly, I don't have problems with anyone. I'm just the type of like drag parent that's like at the bar drinking wine. You know what I mean? I'm just like being cute. Go then... play. Don't
2: hurt yourself. Exactly.
0: And I'm like, <laughs> you need me? Oh, okay. And then I go back to drinking my wine. Like that's my form of parenting. Um, I do have a few. I mean, Emmy, of course, my grateful child is, it will always be uh, my child. And obviously, Cream Victoria and um, Billy Days, like all the people from back in the day, they're still my children. They're just doing, things you know what i mean i'm fine with that i am like a hands-off type of approach now I used to be very hands-on and now i'm just like yeah, you can do your own thing but i did i did take on a quarantine child though because you know legs can't click closed apparently
1: <laughs> who's the quarantine so, child The
0: quarantine child is a new drag king by the name of human race who is adorable who is precious wait I say
1: it again human, human race, race.
0: <laughs> but I, but, thanks folks i'll be here all week um yeah, that is incredible yeah you perform with the cake boys one week prior to lockdown so technically they're a quarantine performer um but precious adorable i adore them and because they have not done anything wrong therefore they are my favorite and i told all the other children can <laughs> you tell us
2: would you tell us what emmy great has done wrong wrong recently
0: <laughs> oh god what what has it Emmy great done wrong recently? I can't keep track. All I know is every so often I have one of you like <laughs> like tagging me in something. I'm like, oh God, what now? <laughs> Honestly, I I, don't, I haven't talked to, I mean a minute. We talk like every couple of weeks or a month, you know what I mean? Just to like yep. catch each other up. Or if there's drama, then like, like especially if something's going on that's dramatic, Emmy will pop up. It's like Bling! drama, <laughs> like once the tea, it's like mother mother you must serve me the tea i'm like i will serve you the tea (laughs) you know we'll have a little bit but i know that uh emmy just moved so i know that emmy's doing a lot of stuff right now but last time we talked everything is good your legacy
1: though your legacy with the children that i think is important is that you teach them professionalism though because a lot of these babies running around here don't know how to put together a show and every one of your children is like the most professional person to work with every single time
2: yeah, you definitely have been the model for running shows.
0: Which I appreciate it. And I, I brought that model into the digital age, too, which is great. Also, you don't have to worry about a venue or go anywhere or pay an Uber. That's even better, too. But yeah, no, no, no. I don't, I don't play around. I lead by example. You know what I mean? Am I the best parent in the world? Absolutely not. <laughs> I'm terrible. But like when it comes to work, I, I'm a workaholic. I work seven days a week. I don't play. You know what I mean. And if you tell me I we, I need this by this certain date. You're gonna get it by that date. So yeah, I mean, I don't work with. I don't. I hate to say I don't work with sloppy, but like.
1: No, you don't though.
0: I I don't. <laughs> but I have high standards in how I do my work and how I approach my work and my work ethic. And I definitely think that that you know like minds attract like minds, and I think that's kind of where that has to do with it as well.
1: Definitely. definitely.
0: Let's take it
2: all the way back
0: oh, tell us
2: how you started tell us so, not, and how long not Lord, just so drag ahead. not just drag before drag but less like yeah 15 years ago shit yeah,
0: literally I, tell I, yeah. us
2: tell us how you started and what okay. the scene was like back then
0: oh, god what scene um, yeah so I literally this past February, I did just a cute little thing on my Twitch, um, celebrating fifteen years. It was my exact fifteen years to the date, February twenty sixth, and I was like, "No, I got to do something." So I got really, really like drunkity drunk, smoking balls on Twitch, eating a burrito, not giving, not like one zero fuck, didn't care. Um, dressed to the nines, though, then them, them kitty titties were out and prominent. Like everyone got Kitties. a show. Yes, kitty titties. Uh, Maddie Glitterati named my titties kitty kitty titties. So now. it's uh, canon.
2: Oh, you that almost said divorced. clitty titties. Clitty titties is a different show. That's, <laughs> show. that's, after,
1: different
0: that's show. after hours. Thank you. Um, yeah, no, no, no. So February 26, two thousand six, is when I first stepped on stage, and I did burlesque, and I popped a pasty, and I was like, oh my god, I popped a pasty when I pre think about me but then i realized like people were living for it and i was like oh i could just like show a nipple and people like that's it for them like i could get attention like that was it like that was the only takeaway from like four week intensive of learning how to do burlesque is oh you show a nipple people will give you things Wait, (laughs) would you say
2: that the nipple is to burlesque as the fart joke is to comedy
0: Sometimes, yeah, it depends on it depends on the context. But I would say eighty percent, yes. Right. And you know, back in the day, I was like a pinup pretty, like you know, I had like the victory rolls, and I was trying to be this like latex like pinup fantasy. You
1: were good at it. You weren't trying to be. You were. I I,
0: I was. I have to say, I was like at the time. I was like, I don't. I don't think I could do this. But then I look back at the pictures. I'm like. No, I actually know how to do this. And now I just have an elevated version of what that idea was now. And that's that whole like them fatale kind of, you know, energy that I encapsulate in my life today. It's the same thing, it's the same energy. Just Were elevated. you
1: always Crimson Kitty? Did you have another no. name?
0: I the other name that I had was Agent N because that was like the super spy of burlesque because back in the day you had a you had a gotta, gotta have a gimmick right from that yeah. amazing musical which is uh you know a horrible slur so I will not name the name of said musical uh but everything's coming up roses That's all you need to know uh and there's this one song called gotta have a gimmick and that was one of the first lessons that I learned going to these like burlesque intensive classes before I performed on stage the first time and I was like I will never forget that song. as I live. I'm like no, gotta have a gimmick. So my thing was like super spy, the sexy spy. Of Bur- I mean, it wasn't the most original idea, but hey, <laughs> this is what we had.
2: Who, who taught you? Who were your teachers?
0: Um, so it was back in the day. Uh, Nasty Canasta was one of them. <laughs> um, Clams, not Clams Casino. Oh, what was her name? <laughs> there is another one in Clams Casino. It was the <laughs> other? Uh. I
1: remember Clams Casino. I seen. <gasps> yeah, they were really good. I don't. I remember loving them.
0: No, Clapskis is amazing. Oh, my goodness. Some, some other person who's lovely. and <laughs> um, Oh, Dottie Lux, who eventually moved to San Francisco and, and does uh, their own thing out there. So they had something called the School of Shimmies back in the day. Oh, and cool. it, yeah, I found it on MySpace. Like, this is how old school yes. was I found a listing on MySpace.com. Right. So I Power. went, I oh, took these classes. It was a four week intensive. And the last one was the graduation recital, which was the show. but put you on show for the first time. So, a lot of the way you learned about your history, you learned about developing your character development, um, basically, workshopping your act and then perfecting it to put it on stage. Essentially, it was what it was. And then we also taught like ancillary classes, like pasty making and things of that nature. So I took it because at that time I was doing like weird fetish art modeling um, on the side for funsies. And I just had these characters in my head and I was like, I need to do something. And there literary. wasn't
2: YouTube, really. There wasn't anything. There wasn't that no. kind of content.
0: No, there was none of it. So I didn't know so you had to yeah. these ideas. You know what I mean? Like who...
2: Who were your contemporaries? Who did you come up with?
0: Oh, I came up with the greats. That's the thing. See, the thing is, it wasn't as huge as it was because I was the generation prior to the big blow-up of burlesque and Dita Von Teese becoming a household name. Like, I was right at that sweet spot. So the people that I looked up to were, you know, like... It's- Dirty Martini, <laughs> Juliet-less Views, World Famous Bob, like Darlinda, just Darlinda had a year or two into me before I came in, you know what I mean? Like, I came up with these legends, Tigger, you know? Like, uh, I mean, just amazing icons. That's who I looked up to, were the icons who were also inspired by the drag queens of the Lower East Side. Because it came in, because they all converged into one. It wasn't as separated, um, so yeah. And then I I did that for a while, and I loved it. But I started to experiment with drag, and they didn't like it back then. Um, right?
2: Like yeah, drag, I remember I you the
1: back then. I they remember didn't. you telling
2: me that when we because you yeah. started doing drag around the time same time I started doing drag in Brooklyn, probably yeah. a little bit before me. But tell what what was that about? Like, why do you think that was?
0: uh well because it was very old school with the way things were handled like there was like new burlesque you know what i mean it was like the new school of burlesque and then there was that og you know like like basically paying respects to the path that was laid down you know what i mean with respect to the old school style of striptease and i love it don't get me wrong i love all forms of burlesque like i love it but at that time what would you define as standard. new school? Burlesque?
1: Wait, is that like the stuff more like, like burlesque stuff?
0: That came later. Mm-hmm. Like, like I would say the new burlesque was like stuff that was like Darlinda was doing, mixing modern dance into burlesque, new ideas that weren't necessarily a rhinestone gown. Right. Which okay. I love, me a rhinestone gown. Right. So of course. Love. Of course. But pulling other uh, like artistic mediums within you know what you're you're already disciplined and bringing it into burlesque is right, kind of right. where I describe it. And it's not as it's it's not stripping to the stripper or all these old school songs. It's stripping to pop songs, modern songs. The new wave of burlesque is kind of what I call it.
1: Yeah. No, that's a that's yeah. an interesting way to think about it for yeah. sure. Yeah.
0: And it's fine. Like I love doing both of them. I love feeling a gorgeous, pageant-y, you know, like fantasy, but then I like looking weird too. So I definitely went in the weird route and I started experimenting with drag. But at the time, it was like, it was a a golden rule. I don't know who made this up because people were still doing it anyway. You know, lip syncing is amateur and burlesque. And I have not heard this, not for one person, but several people, including notable figures of the time, which I'm not going to mention because it doesn't matter. But like, it was just a general sentiment. It was a general statement that if you did this lip syncing, that it was amateur and burlesque. So I kind of went into the drag world even though there really wasn't one for me at the time but i kind of veered into this drag lane only because i couldn't really get what i wanted out of burlesque because if i wasn't kind of doing what was the, the standard or if i wasn't like hanging out with like the cool kids you know um i really wasn't getting booked and it was very frustrating for me trying to kind of build my artistic outlet with no outlet and then the outlet i did have hyper burlesque which i co-created um it's 14 years ago which is Christ. um you know that was cool too but like there was a lot of tensions there and it was just a lot of like queer drama as per usual oh, wait. Oh, wait. at the moment at the now everything's fine but at the time you know there's tensions and the person I was running it with their like partner at the time was getting involved and they were one of those people that were trying to take over from the inside and like I wasn't having it it was a power dynamic and a struggle um and so I became frustrated because I I had this this you know contention within this house that I kind of built um and then I also had contention with the burlesque scene because I really wasn't able to do what I wanted because I wasn't you know hanging out with the right people or I didn't really have the necessary outlet not everybody has a necessary outlet to do what they want right sometimes you have to fit with a certain crowd and I've never fit in with any crowd I've never even like today like I just I'm you know I'm a free agent I do what I want I like doing it you know what I mean I have my glass can you tell us
1: about lady queen because i think it was so ahead of its time yeah and people did not get it and now everyone would get it and yes you get it
0: i get it i mean i seem to get it i other people got it Okay, so here's the thing. Like back, you know, when I started doing drag and other people started to come into the scene and it was starting to get a little bit more, you know, mixed and mingled within the drag scene. This is years, years, years after I stopped doing burlesque. And I stopped doing burlesque for like years until maybe like two years ago where I was like, it's too hot for drag. And I started doing it again. Um, you know, I basically created this um, this space for like femme or AFAB or non Binary, gender nonconforming, trans, everyone who basically wasn't a cis male performer. That's, that was it. Like, oh, okay, here. And we still booked our friends anyway. So it didn't matter. You know what I mean? Like, uh, so basically, I came up with this whole thing. It started out Stonewall as one name. And I was like, I never liked the name, but that's what they wanted. And I was like, well, let me change it. And so I decided to come up with a name, Lady Queen. And people got really up in arms later, but at the time it was kind of a slap in the face to all like the essential hate that I was getting for doing drag. Like it was like, oh, you know, I can't ever be a drag queen because I don't have a dick, blah, blah, blah. It was just like the same story. I'm so exhausted even talking about it because like, who cares? Who cares what's between your legs? But you know how the gate you know, scene like still loves to gatekeep. People love to gatekeep. So, I created this lady queen concept as a way, as a slap on the face to this notion of you can't be dragged because I feel like, you know, all drag is valid and all drag is worthy and all drag is should be welcomed. Um, and I, I went with it and people seemed to like it. And I had people like Sasha Velour like, like, oh my God, you should totally do this show because I did it once at Dixon Place. And it was huge. It was one of, like, their bigger sellers. Uh, just this one idea of, you know, a non-cis male, like, drag show. People lived for it. And I decided to make it a collective. And then it was good for a while. And then it blew up in my face. <laughs> and then I said, no more collectives, even though I am one right now. But it's not one that I started. I'm just a part of it hanging out inside. That's how I prefer it nowadays. Um, but, yeah, <laughs> it it's... You know, it's, it's something that I know that I created, but it also has a singe of like, you know, like, I don't know, it's kind of still painful because of how everything went down, because all of a sudden, it was problematic, it was one minute it was fine. And then the next minute, I was being a turf. And I was like, wait a minute, no, no, no! you don't understand what I'm talking about. I'm not insulting anyone. Like, this was my response to being told, I can't do drag. I'm like, oh, okay. You, you, You say, I can't say the word drag queen. Well, let me use lady queen instead. It was supposed to be said like that. It was never supposed to be serious. It was just a place for everybody else that couldn't get book places. That was it. But you know what? The drag scene was changing and evolving. And maybe it was a good thing that we kind of changed it up. Because I feel like any type of art form should evolve otherwise it's gonna be stale it's gonna be the same thing every day and at that time
2: it was changing so quickly
0: Yes, exactly. So I became that one person that was really, you know, like kind of leading the charge versus to everyone's like, all right, well, we got it. We're going to do our own thing now. I'm like, okay, fine. I, I fought for, you know, whatever I had to fight for for many years. I'm tired. I'm going to the bar. I'm getting a glass of wine. <laughs>
2: Come get me if you <laughs> need something.
0: And that's why you're
1: like, uh, you're almost, you probably have grandchildren at this point. I, I do.
0: Think. I do. Junior <laughs> Mint, Junior Mint's my grandchild because uh, it's Emmys. Child, and then no cream Victoria had a child, so that's another grandchild. But that's ones I know about.
2: <laughs> Wait, so tell me, um, right before we started recording, you yeah. said uh, something about like digital drag versus in person drag.
0: Oh, my goodness, yeah, so you know, something you know, COVID happened, we had a pandemic. I don't oh. know if you knew that. Oh,
2: when.
1: <laughs> I don't know. It,
0: it happened just recently. Okay. Um, yeah, you know, we just had to be in our homes for an extended period of time, and uh-huh. I would say maybe a month or two into being in a quarantine, bitch pudding put on. It's either bitch pudding or media meltdown from San Francisco. Either way, West Coast has got us beat <laughs> when it comes to digital content. The only ones that on the East Coast even has like has beat us is Boston hands down but uh bitch putting created the first digital drag show everybody and the mother from dragula and RuPaul drag race is on it people were making money it was cute uh media meltdown i think also did a drag show around the same time and then it started to build up people started doing these digital drag shows eventually at first we were on instagram which i hate instagram live for anything drag like you're just basically just like slapping everyone's face who's took the time to get into drag and to get ready. You know what I mean? Um, and then I was like, I can't do this. If it's on Instagram, I'm not doing it. But then the notion of pre recorded videos came out because they were doing live performances that were on Twitch. We all started to learn how to use Twitch. And let me tell you, if I can learn how to use Twitch at OBS, anybody can. Because I didn't understand. I was like, what am I looking at? I don't get it. I, I don't understand what's going on. This is, this is far too much for me to deal with. And I basically I learned how to do OBS and then I also went to like one class Florida man and Meghna uh, were doing um, that I went that I learned and then a few other people and then I started learning and then I started helping other people learn because that's how I am. If I know stuff, I'll help you learn. I don't I don't care. And thus, digital drag for me was born. The first one that I made was for Pastel Gore Online. Erica had finally, thank goodness, moved back to Brooklyn, Queens. And we were going to do Pastel Gore in New York. It's going to be myself, Erica Clash, and Lacey Stoner.
1: And I and, was going to DJ, bitch.
0: <laughs> and you were going to DJ. Exactly. You were going to be our <laughs> DJ. Um, so we were already hunting for venues. And then it stopped. So then we joined forces with the San Francisco Collective, which is not the the california S collective now, because everyone's either in L.A. or Oakland. And so, you know, we... Foreign and passed out on more online and I started making videos for that and then I started making videos for more things and more things and more things and now I was gonna count before uh the podcast but I totally forgot but I know at least I have over 40 digital videos since of last year Amazing! And I think Holy shit! close to four I think I'm working on my 14th or my 15th right now
1: damn okay oh, yeah. can you yeah. tell me your favorite nightlife memory ever
0: oh god what can i remember i will say one of my favorites that i wasn't in drag the lifetime embarrassment award the slammies was great Ah. but it was weird but it was weird because half the room hated me and half the room loved me so it was a very mixed reaction um (laughs) i
2: forgot we did the word
0: yeah but when i did they did the slammies the slams and i won the you'll never get on drag race that was one of my favorite moments because i thought it was so funny that i convinced everyone to make that entire section for anybody that wasn't a cis male that would never get on anyway and i just thought it was hysterical i i just love that i convinced so many people to vote for other people. I was like, no, vote for people that will never get on it because I, I don't know. That was one of my favorite moments that I actually don't remember. Yeah, I, because a lot I'm of I'm so my, glad
1: we gave you those stupid moments. Oh my
0: God, it's so funny. It was hysterical and like Lacey and I were like, ah! the entire time and like I forgot who it was I thought it was Patrick I forgot who it was who was taking a photograph but took a picture of me and Lacey and are just prime just prime of ah! at each other just like back and forth and that's one of my favorite 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 photos that's one of my favorite nightlife memories um Bushwick 2019, when I did the number that I'm going to be filming tonight, which is my ganja number, finally, it's going to get digitalized. And um, I literally found out two weeks before Bushwick that I got into Bushwick. And I don't think I asked, you. I don't know. Something happened. They're like, hey, are you going to do this? I'm like, yeah, sure. I had this idea, this look. I was like, let me make a, a number out of it. I built it in two weeks, got Junior Mint and Lacey to be my backup dancers. I was like, hi, this doesn't pay, but you get into Bushwick for free. I'm going to make you outfits. I made them custom harnesses and like booty shorts with the same fabric as I wore. They got custom. And I said, look, I'm going to pay you at edibles, right? So I go, to <laughs> my, I, go, I go to my girl, I go to my hookup. and And I was like, look, I got people to pay. I got to pay them. I want to give them a nice little treat. She's like, you know what? One of my friends gave me this bag. It was all these gummies. She's like, look, they don't remember what's in it. So some can be five milligrams and some can be 35 milligrams. I'm like, ooh, edible roulette. This is good.
1: (laughs) Before a big public drag. No, 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 no,
0: no, no. After. No, no, no. Oh,
1: okay. After, after.
0: After. No, I had a, we had a focus. We had focus on me. It was about me. Okay. (laughs) So after I performed, I think I had one snag, but for the most part, I had a (laughs) glass. right? So I was like, here you go. One for you, one for you, and one for me. Guess who took the 35 milligram? You? You know I did. I don't know where I was. I know that Lacey was just like, let's walk. I'm like, okay, hi. And then I got really quiet, but then I started drinking. I don't even know half of what bushwick 2019 was i just i don't even remember half of it i remember when i got there obviously because we were sober i remember when i left because a lot of drama had happened right after i left is when the whole this whole blow up happened backstage i remember (laughs) meeting florida man i remember meeting violencia like and, and just pasties and be like hey like i remember walking around pasties um (laughs) Yeah, that's about it. Like that, that was fun, because I had basically come back after taking a year off. And I was like, my mental health was not well. And I went into like a really horrible manic spiral 2018, pretty much. And and 2019 was the first year I was coming back out to do things. And so I was nervous about coming out because I was like, you know what, I haven't been out in a year. No one's really seen what I'm doing. I don't know what people are going to expect of me. So I just decided to get like, I was like, screw it. I'm going to have fun on my own terms. And I did. And that's why I can't remember half of Bushwick. Bush. <laughs> <laughs>
1: yeah. Okay, yeah. who are you rooting for in Drag Race this season?
0: I don't watch it anymore. I don't, oh, I don't, wow. I, I'm not a part, I don't hate anyone that's on it. I no, just started watching not. like three seasons ago.
1: Fair
2: enough. Good answer. Yeah, oh, I, just, I have know. something to say about myself.
0: Oh, but you can say whatever you want about yourself. I don't know if i or not.
2: watched... <laughs> I don't know. If I watched my first anime all the way through the other night. What
0: did you watch? What did you watch? Uh, Blood, the Fam-
2: Ooh, Blood, the last vampire. Oh, Blood, the last vampire. Very
0: good. I've, I've never ran. watched
1: that
0: one. Nan started watching Food Wars, and I watched. season Oh my one god! Of Food Wars. I just watched
1: all uh-huh. five seasons of it. But, okay,
0: don't tell me we're on season three right now. Okay, things are very. Food Wars exciting. is an anime. I yeah. So Eric, Eric said that that got through all five seasons, but we're on season three. Yeah, it's a great, have you seen it? verica have you seen it? verica does not. That I, that's no. her only
1: anime. She's never. It's like literally oh the only thing I've ever watched start
2: to finish. I think I've started a couple things before trying, and I've asked you both what I should start with, and I yeah. never did it. <laughs> I thought I thought you guys would be really proud of me, but it, we just kind of washed over that moment. So that's no. That's
1: I, great. That's great. we'll no, show you do something it better because that's not a particularly good one. I, I love it. It's fine,
0: but it. if you want. If you want to see a lot of copious nakedness paired with food. I don't
2: care about that. I've seen a lot
1: of copious <laughs> but, in,
0: but in such a way that it makes you laugh. I would highly recommend Food Wars. It's ridiculous. Where's it's like wrong? a Absolutely. cooking
1: anime that, like, yes. every time they eat something, all their clothes burst off.
0: Like, it's so orgasmic. The food is so good. It's that insane. They just, they, oh, it, but it's it's not I just... I watched five it's seasons It's not just of it. women. It's not just women, honey. You get ass in every type of flavor, okay? Like, you got to see all these, like, angles. You're like,
1: I think I'm dying it's so crazy it's no, so crazy it's but the so plot crazy. is weirdly really good though the
0: plot is bomb like i love the titular hero Soma yukihira i i mean like like this is a character and i'm not giving anything away that just does not give a shit, but gives a shit enough about his craft i like it's that true. but doesn't care about all the outside interference and i'm like true. how do i be like that because i care about <laughs> all the outside interference as, as well as my work. So I, I think it's one of the reasons why I like the main character. It's just like, wow, this is like what it's like to exist without anxiety. I don't know, maybe it's the youth, I don't know. <laughs>
1: <laughs> Crimson, we have one question that we stole from uh, Trixie and Katya that we've been asking oh everyone. Um, what is for you the epitome of glamour? It could be a person, a look, a moment. An idea.
0: <laughs> glamour. Um, being in something so uncomfortable, but knowing you look fabulous on the outside. Oh, wow!
1: What a a great answer! answer. What a good answer! Every time
0: I look glamorous, I tell I am not comfortable. There's no way I'm corseted up. I have heels on. I can't breathe. I can only have a liquid like lunch and a brunch and a dinner. Like that's when I know. I'm full on glamour.
2: I think lately I feel most glamorous and something that I don't have to. Uh, cinch or tuck or even wear tights in it's like one of those like shift dresses
1: are you just gonna come back wearing only maxi dresses me
0: I'm here for yeah that, though.
2: yeah I think so also it's hotter in LA so I probably just won't want to tight wear tights as much although I feel I actually I feel most glamorous when I'm tucked cinched I have to be tucked for some reason I have to be tucked and cinched and, and um, fingernails, which I don't always take nails. the time to put on. I don't always Every take time, the time you to-
1: take the nails, you put on the nails, something in you does transform. I've seen it. It does. It's just a thing.
2: Yeah. And you know, I found my favorite nails. Oh, this will lead into our next question. Um, yes. that I've been trying to ask everyone. Found my new favorite nails. Uh, they're called Impress. And they're just like a pill off the back and you stick them on and they stay on forever. And you don't have to deal with glue.
1: You don't have to fumble. And really? they are not sponsored by them. No, but we should be. Can <laughs> I be?
0: Because I have to use, I use the glue from Dollar Tree. I get all the nails from Dollar Tree because you can get like one use out of them. Yes. Oh, I bought but some they new. got the super glue nail glue from there in a double pack for a dollar. I oh, buy that's amazing. 10 of them at once. Oh, yeah.
2: I bought a bunch of lashes from there in Indiana cause they were like these glamorous lashes. Yep. Wait, what was the question at the end of that? The question, oh, so what is your favorite makeup or beauty product right now? What can you not live without?
0: I've really been into Sugar Pill lately, especially mm-hmm. around like the holidays and stuff. I, I I hit all those sales. I got like all these. I got the little Twin Stars palette that was on clearance. I got this like fun size palette that all the names are like Twitch or Quit or this. You know what I mean? Or like little gamer stuff. I love that palette. I love Sugar Pill. Like I. It think helps that it, it
2: helps that Amy Doan is like the sweetest angel baby in the yeah. world. Also, she's five I, yeah. years sober, so I, like, love you know her what? even
0: more. I think that's great. I also want to only um, support brands that are POC and, like, small-owned. You know what I mean? Like, because I have Jeffree Star on my stuff. I don't use it anymore. I don't want to. You know what I mean? I'm not. I'm tired of giving my, my money to people who are problematic um, mm-hmm. on YouTube and everything else. So, for me... You know, Juvia's Place, I really like. Juvia's
2: Place is so good. Yeah. The shadows are Sugar amazing. Apparel.
0: And then also theatrical brands, like Kryolan just had their mega like bag sale. They never did it online. It's like the first year. And I got all the UV colors. And I did this oh. amazing black light uh, number to dart system of a down. And okay. it was amazing. Seven different fucking looks. This is when I say I don't sleep. Like I'm not messing around. I don't sleep. It took two days at like and it was double looks. So it would look one way and then you turn it off and it would like a whole other way.
1: Are you yeah. a full-time performer right now?
0: No, yes. Oh. I don't know. There's no such thing. We're not making as much money. Like I get more creative control. I get the third the money that I used to yeah, make. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It they it. have that they, they have two full time jobs. The thing
2: is, with doing drag and performing, it's basically like a full-time job in and of itself.
0: No, it is. I mean, literally, I had to yesterday, because I have a show that I'm doing two numbers for, which is unlikely. It's usually one number, um, and it's all spring stuff, and I got into drag during work hours, filmed on my lunch break in an hour, right? In one hour. I was like, we got to get this done. Went, got tattooed, because I left work early a little bit, um, and then came home and then edited the video.
1: Damn. What a day! <laughs> Dedication.
0: <laughs> Today is just about filming because I'm gonna end it tomorrow. You know what I mean? Can, but like,
2: I have a question. Recently, you had posted on Facebook. You have this drag king um, persona called um, Crimson Clover.
0: Clover, right? it's
2: Clover Kitty. Clover Kitty. I said Crimson Clover.
0: Crimson and Clover. <laughs>
2: Clover Kitty. So you recently posted that. Yeah. You the the. What's the word I'm looking for? the difference in attention that you get when you're in one form and the other. I wanna talk about yes. that.
0: More. Oh my goodness. So I love the idea of Clover. I've only brought it out in instances where I have like a male counterpart in my acts. So my hello number had, uh, I never had a drag king persona until I digitalized it because it had the Verizon customer support call. So I made that into a character, right? Because it makes sense for video versus when you perform it live. And I think that's one of the reasons why I love video, because you get to translate in different ways. So therefore, it becomes new to me in a way. Mm-hmm. Even I've been performing it for five, six years. So I, I made, I wanted to do Clover for many years. This is an actual idea, but I was like, I don't know. I don't want to go out like Clover. I don't know. I don't know. So for digital, because it's in my house, who's going to see me other than the people that are watching the video? Let's do it. So I did it for that, and everyone was gagged. But then I did it for... Um, I, I love Aqua. I don't know if you know the band Aqua in yes. oh, my Barbie world. It's fantastic. Uh, they had an Aqua digital drag show, and who knew that the gays freaking loved Aqua? I had no idea how many Aqua fans there were. But I was like, you know what? Let me use one of their later um tracks instead of like the really popular ones i like to do stuff up secure that's my thing and so i did dirty little pop song which is on the 2011's megalomania and it's a great song i'm surprised it wasn't a bigger hit it's a bop and so i did renee has the bald head and i learned how to do a bald cap application was it is it the best bald cap application no but it looked damn good it's it, so looked fucking really, it looked really good. You know what it is? I don't have the acetone. I need the acetone to blend it. Once I get that, then we're going to be good. So I did that and he doesn't even have a big role in the video. And meanwhile, I'm like half naked with that big ruffle thing that I used to wear, that big white one, just like covering half the body. And I'm just like, Koi, half naked. What do people focus on? The fucking drag king for like 15 second cameo. I got so pissed, mm. <laughs> but also it was making me feel hella dysphoric. Like I'm not ready to kind of put this drag king persona on. Like it Hmm. kind of, it kind of messed with me in that way. And I I didn't expect it. I didn't expect it though. It was like surprise dysphoria. And I'm like, why, why would you do this to me?
2: Usually dysphoria is surprise, isn't it?
0: Yeah. Yeah. Well, that, that was my surprise dysphoria. And I was like, I put so much work into that number that I, I literally, I mean, oh my goodness, like I got vertigo because I was spinning so much. And I used to, I could always twirl without getting dizzy at all. But I, I think my body wasn't feeling right. That's what drag
2: in the forties looks like.
0: Right? <laughs> I got dysphor- I got like I got really bad vertigo. I had to lay down, fell asleep, wake up at seven in the morning and did the last shot and then took my makeup off. In my contacts, in my lashes. When I say I have to do crazy things to get these videos done, I'm not. Uh, yeah, because sometimes my body doesn't want to do it. So I did it, and everyone's like, "Oh my god, Clover's so hot, Clover this, Clover." I'm like, "Bitch, you can't say that when I'm crimson." I got so angry. <laughs> do
2: you, I. This is this is the question I wanted to ask you. Do you think it's maybe because not a lot of people have seen Clover before? Yes,
0: that has something forget... to do with it. Two things number one yes that's correct people haven't seen that but not two i found out it's not just me that feels like like uncle freak fox of the bell freak I saw that said the same thing um one of my other friends said the same thing it's because you're in this male gaze and i'm like this is very interesting when you're in this female presenting gaze it's almost like as it's to be expected but when mm-hmm. you're in this male gaze all of a sudden you're this hot commodity and I'm Uh like there's a lot to unpack here and the fact that I wasn't even the only one that said you know what I understand how you're feeling but Mm -hmm. it's a half and half it's definitely people haven't seen me like that and it did look freaking awesome and then the other part is you know it's 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 different it's it's a little different with the male gaze versus the female archetype even though I really you know I'm very femme and not femme but yeah I don't know it's it, that was very interesting. I don't know if I'll do Clover for a while though. We'll have to pull on it.
1: Who knows? Um, America, I think it's rapid fire time. Oh, okay.
2: <laughs> so these are try to one word answers as best you can, as quick as you can. Okay. Favorite food? Sushi. Snacks?
0: Chocolate. Sweet treats? More chocolate. Sweet chicken treat, or yeah. egg? Egg.
2: Scrambled or fried?
0: Scrambled. Tea or coffee? Coffee.
2: Reading or visual medium?
0: Visual medium. Favorite color? Purple.
2: Favorite comedy?
0: Fuck. (laughs) Um,
2: That sounds like a good one.
0: I don't know what that comedy is, but honestly, anything from the 80s.
2: (laughs) Favorite drama? Uh, My life. (laughs) Favorite faggot?
0: (sighs) I don't have one.
2: (laughs) Good answer. Pokemon or Digimon?
0: Pokemon! Gotta catch them all. Tiny Toons or Animaniacs? (gasps) I know. Tiny Toons only because they had the Tiny Toons. at summer vacation. It's the best movie ever.
2: (laughs) Favorite lady? Oh, Madonna. Favorite baby?
0: My cat.
1: Yeah, good answer.
0: Kidney. oh the next the next
1: question was favorite cat <laughs> both of My them baby.
0: It, it depends on which one's misbehaving
2: <laughs> dream job dream job
0: i already have it
2: oh yeah someone you miss everyone oh favorite drag artist of all time divine favorite burlesque of all time I don't have one. Favorite. There's so many good ones. Strangest thing in your home?
0: My entire living room of goth shit. <laughs> <laughs> oh my god! My entire living room of goth. What, shit. Like I have a giant cat head here. I got you don't understand. Like this entire room is weird, but I love it.
2: the The following questions are true or false. Okay. Books. False. Magazines.
0: Uh, false wrestling True because I know y'all of it. I grew up with the That doesn't two.
2: matter. Drag. I grew up in the two. drag False. <laughs> Heterosexuals
0: <laughs> True unfortunately. <laughs> the secret I like to say false. The secret oh false. That's that movie thing, right? Yeah. <sighs> I don't believe Forget I don't... it shit. God. <laughs> God um False, because I'm polytheistic. I believe in several.
2: The patriarchy. False. Fill in the blank. If I'd known you were coming, I'd have...
0: Brushed my teeth.
2: (laughs) Okay, that's it. One last question before we let you go from this segment. What do you know about Uh, wrestling?
0: My grandfather watched it when I was younger, and he was all into wrestling, and so I watched it through him, but I never got into it especially like the 80s toy craze. Um, if you ever watch the Toys You Made Me, uh, they yes. have a, a thing about the wrestling so toys. Mm-hmm. Such a fantastic story. I never got into it, but I saw like all the products that they were showing. I could recognize each and every one. I but love that's about that
2: it. television series. Do you know what yeah. your grandfather's favorite wrestler was?
0: I do not know, but it was the, the McMahon one, not the other one. Cause I know that there were two war. It was, it was the Vince McMahon one, Whoever the WWE I'm not sure it was The Undertaker or not, but it was one of those... Main, from that, okay. Yeah, from that era. Yeah, yeah.
2: Crimson, can you tell us what you have going on in your life, where we can find you, what's coming up for you?
0: Honestly, I'm everywhere. Just like Crimson Kitty on Instagram, Mix Crimson Kitty on TikTok. Uh, That's where I post most often. I'm always doing digital drag shows. I got like two this week. You can find me, Pastel Gore, online every third Thursday of the month. I'm always doing something. Um, I'm also on the Serve Network uh, this Friday for Spring Me to Life. It's part of No Filter. And I'm one of the permanent judges for the Now Serving pageant on the Serve Network, which is every other Tuesday, uh, so the next one will be on four twenty, and I'll be in my four twenty round fabulousness. So yeah, I'm everywhere. Just
2: everywhere. Turn on Twitch. That.
0: Turn on Twitch Crimson Kitty
2: cover. is everywhere and everything. So yep. thank you for being here.
1: Thank you for joining thank us, Crimson. You. Uh, if you are a Patreon subscriber, Crimson will be sticking around for a makeover of Asuka, uh, which I, oh. don't think I I had ideas and I'd be curious to hear what Crimson's are. Right.
0: I looked at her picture and I'm like she's she's a goddess so yes. I Okay,
1: that's all, right. all save you save it. get.
0: Save it. That's it. that's it.
2: $5 on Patreon and you can hear the rest. See you $5. later.
0: $5. <laughs>